I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of Crew Talk. I'm your host, Matt Ejo, with my co-host, Hershey Winkleman. What a week. I mean, I feel like I said that last time, but this has actually been a huge week. There's a lot of storylines, obviously. A um, lot to talk about. I think the... Yeah, where do you where do you want to start? Because a lot a lot happened this past week. I mean, in my prediction, I said I wanted to go over five hundred. I did not expect going seven and two, and what going back to back to back off of Max Scherzer in yeah. one of the game. Yeah, like that I did not expect that. That was that was crazy. Yeah, only was cr- the only the third time in his career he's given up three straight home runs. Yeah, was, uh... last time was on the Nationals. Yeah, back in 2017. So, yeah, huge, huge week for the Brewers. Um, and we'll get into it. Of course, you can follow us, Crew Talk FFSN, on Twitter. Follow Fans for Sports Network on Twitter as well. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, like you said, we last episode we wanted to do, we were like 500. If we could get 500. Get a series win against the Cardinals. First series against the Cardinals. That would be a successful week. And uh, instead, <laughs> right now we're sitting seven and two, and and really just clicking on all cylinders. I mean, what what's been the most surprising to me has been you know the the offensive the offensive numbers. You know, after we got shut out in that opening game, we had, I don't think we've been I don't know we've gotten shut out twice, but. Since that opening game, you know, when we scored no runs, the the bats have been flying. You know, we've scored over 10 runs twice since then. And, you know, a 6-1 victory against the Cardinals is not anything any anything to sneeze at. So and it's interesting yeah. how they how they've been doing it too. You know, you got timely hitting, you know, you got what like that cup series just locking up the hits getting you know 10 plus hits everyone in the lineup getting a hit no home runs just love fast you know get the guys on base steal bases run fast and then and then you got that uh that performance against the, against the Mets like we mentioned three home runs in a row Brian Anderson Garrett Mitchell pairing up for back-to-back back-to-back times two times in one game it's uh yeah the they're definitely not a one-trick pony like I think they were last year, and which which held them back. So it's obviously it's early, but it's very encouraging to see the the variety in which they're winning these games offensively. Definitely, I mean, and like like you said, I mean, recently they have been hitting the home run. You know, I mean, even Yalich the other day hitting his first one against the Cardinals. You know, you love just you love to see it. Um, and you know the the impact of the young guys has been insane with 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 Weimer playing significant innings already to start the year and Mitchell and Terang, 
And I mean, I know we've talked about them before, but I mean, I just can't mention it enough how how special they've been to this to this early season run, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they it's. I mean, you look at that first series against the Mets, and there's so many moments that you could look back on. If you if you just have one in a week, it's like wow, why like Garrett Mitchell walk off home run? It's just as you know. Young guy, really making an impact, hits a walk up and run. But then it's like, okay, well, then we got Bryce Terang. Uh, grand slam in his first at or his first home run grand slam. That's on itself is just unbelievable. What a way to start the season off. And then you got the back to back home runs twice. Like it's really, and yet the young guys, Brian Anderson has come in and he's made impact. You know, would we have seen this impact? so prominently if it wasn't for the Erias injury most likely not but it's I mean he's leading it's early but he's leading them in average home runs RBI on base percentage he's got a great arm he's really he's been someone that I think was an under the radar guy going to the season that's made a huge impact definitely I mean one one thing I, I want I definitely want to point out is the fact that in the first nine games of the season or 10 games Garrett Mitchell has more home runs than he did all of last year which was like two months so yeah. I mean I don't know if he's changed his swing or if it's just from experience and you know playing in spring training with the the starters but he he definitely looks like he's improved from last year which is which is and 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 if he's hitting home runs, you know, with his speed and if he's putting the bat on the ball, he can be. I mean, I, he's he's just he's looked really really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's interesting the, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the impact of the young guys and the speed that they bring, but you see, you're just seeing a lot more action in the base pads, like. Bryce Rings already got two stolen bases. And here's in that game, that opening day game, he, you know, he obviously hit that grand slam, but then he was making an impact on the base pass, you know, gain on with a, I believe it was a walk, then steal second, gets in his corner position, scores on a base hit. Like even, I mean, I think it was against the Mets. Luke Voigt got a, his second career stolen base. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. So that continued to be a huge part of their offense running around on the base pads. Because obviously you got the speed. Even beyond the young guys, Yelich is, is fast. Adamas, he could he could run as well. So it'll be Garrett Mitchell doesn't have a stolen base yet, but I'm sure he'll he's he's quick. So it'll be interesting to kind of follow how that is implemented going forward. Definitely. No, definitely. I mean and I think part of the the uh the base running aggressiveness this season has come from you know the rule changes they made in the off season, um and I think they wanted more base running aggressiveness and more guys on base stealing you know to, and taking chances you know on throws because they made the bases bigger than they were last year, right? So it just makes it easier for guys you know to slide in safely or you know take a get a better jump you know so. I think we definitely could see the Brewers' speed play a factor, especially if the home run ball isn't hitting, you know, like how it normally is. 
for getting on base, just stealing, getting into scoring position, and you know, hitting bloops, hitting sack flies. We can generate offense that way too. Here's his first week. Best rookie. Who would you who would you take as the the rookie of the week? The rookie of the week. Um the that often coveted rookie of the week award. Yeah, no, it's it's a legendary award, but I think I would have to probably give it to Garrett Mitchell just from his three home runs. I, he's in like 280. You know, that's he's got good numbers playing great center field. I don't know if I don't think he's had a fielding error yet in center field. Um I I think coming in a close second would be Bryce Terang, you know? I mean mm. Just his, just him, him slotting in for Rios in that infield, you know, when we really needed him and we thought that, you know, we were going to be really short on infield as as is, and with him being hurt, I think I think um, Terang's impact is incredible. But I, I'm really high on Garrett Mitchell. I, I like his speed. I like his power. I like his his you know mold. I think he could be a three tool hitter. With great speed and great fielding. So, I mean, what else can you ask for when it comes to a rookie? How about you? Yeah, I definitely agree. I For me, I'm going to go Bryce Terang. I think, um, you know, he's been through over 300 this through this first part of the season. That one home run, that grand slam is is something that I thought really, you know, it's, just, it's one of those things. I, I will say this. We have a, you know, a stat of the week, you know, Waiting for a title sponsor, stat of the week. Bryce Train, this is from Sarah Langs on Twitter, who's a great Twitter follow for all MLB stats and and uh and facts. Bryce Terrain was just the fourth Brewers player with the Grand Slam in his first career MLB home run, growing the likes of Bill Spears in nineteen eighty nine, Tim Unroe in nineteen ninety seven, and the great Sean Markham in twenty eleven. Which you know, you got that is quite the group right there to be a part of. But yeah, I I like what he's doing. I like what he does in the base pass, and I think um, yeah, I think he's made such a high impact at this this early stages. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do going forward. Definitely. Um, I think an interesting point through these first couple of uh couple of weeks would be the two Corbin Burns starts. Um, I know. Before the season, we were talking about, you know, his contracts and his relationship with the front office. And through his first two starts, he hasn't looked particularly, you know, like the Cy Young of old. He's he's given up a lot of earned runs. And, you know, we, you, you would hope that he gets back to his ways. But, you know, I would, I would hate to have the offseason and the contract negotiations you know, affect his his on the field play and make him worse. Right. Yeah. Just I have his stats here. He's given up uh yeah, six earned runs against the Mets in that seven six victory, four earned runs in that opening day loss to the Cubs. Neither any neither outing went above five innings pitched. Yeah, that's uh I well I remember it's this is the thing that I think about pitching, especially for someone like Burns who has such a a long off season that, or I should say a tumultuous off season. That it, I think it, it could, it, we've got time for him to really get it. Uh, whatever problems he has figured out. It's early. I hope that it's just uh, trying to shake off some of that rust and 
you know, he can he can get back to the, the form of old, but that will be that is the one thing I think if you were to nitpick this this first these first nine, ten games, the performance from Burns is is probably on your your short list of, of disappointments. Definitely, definitely. I mean, if you look at the other like the other guys in the staff, I think that Freddie Peralta has had a you know a great start to his to his um season you know with his outing against the Cardinals giving up no runs and then previous to that his, his outing his first outing against the Mets I think was also a shutout you know I think Freddie Peralta or maybe maybe he did give up a run against the Cardinals but yeah he uh he gave up an earned run against the Cardinals but still I mean yeah. he struck out seven walked three only gave up four hits um, yeah, that is something I was going to transition to is that while Burns is not up to the best start, I think Peralta, and we saw it during spring training, was that there was a lot of promise to some of his his outings in spring that he could he could kind of get back to where he was, um, you know, when he's firing all cylinders, and he's shown that he's had he's off to a great start and could be back to spearheading that or not spearheading, but being creating that three-headed monster of Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns. Um if he keeps it up like like he's been going. And Woodruff as well. He's been he's been pitching well. I mean really all, all of them have been pitching well except for Burns is just a little off from where he usually is. Woodruff pitching against the Diamondbacks. You know, he's yeah. Hasn't gave up one run against the Cubs, but he struck out eight, so He's uh he's obviously obviously off to a good start as well. Definitely, I mean, and I I definitely I like a lot what you know Wade Miley and Eric Lauer provide for us the bottom of our rotation. I think you know having those veterans, having those lefties in the starting rotation, um, I think it's valuable, you know, and I think. Even if Burns is not having the greatest start to the year, I think these other guys can, you know, pick up the pick up the slack, and we can hope for improvement for the bullpen, which is, I think, what we should talk about next is how the bullpen has, has looked through these opening couple of series. Yeah, what do you think? What do you, what's uh, what stood out for you? You know, I mean, I think Devin Williams has looked great in his couple of outings, you know, when we needed him. But other than that, I definitely – there's room for improvement when it comes to, you know, the middle the middle of the bullpen guys. Um, I know the Brewers have given up some, some runs in those middle innings when they take out the starter in between, you know, their setup and their closer and, and the starter in, like, that sixth and seventh inning area, so. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely – they found themselves in some trouble. Um, I believe it was against the Cardinals. Uh, would have been last game. Yeah, they found themselves in. Obviously, they were up six one, but then found trouble early, and Hobie Miller, Hobie Milner, was able to come in and kind of bail them out a bit. But yeah, it's uh, right now. I think it's kind of that bullpen has. It's been a lot of bending and not breaking. And and they've been fortunate that they haven't really had to win a lot of games off the back of the bullpen because they've been up nine runs, ten runs, five runs. So it's uh hopefully these early growing pains they've they've got room where these guys can kind of find their form early, but 
I think Holman Miller has been, he's been good so far. Like you said, Devin Williams is off to a good start. So there's uh, obviously time to kind of get those guys, get those guys figured out with the way the offense is, is rolling right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So, yeah. So with the with the Brewers new uh, with the Brewers extended road uh, games coming up, what do you what do you what do you what do you think about the prospects going forward? You know, after this hot start, I think it should be good. I mean, they they're in Arizona now. As we record this podcast, they're losing one nothing to the Diamondbacks. Um, but yeah, so they got three in Arizona four against the Padres, and then three against the Mariners. Uh, that goes into next week. Well, I think the Diamondbacks, they're off to a good start so far. They're six and four, but they're not good. I mean, they're, they're a team that they've improved last year from being one of the worst teams to being a, just a bad team. So really, they should they should win that series, I think, pretty comfortably. And then the Padres... They are playing 500 ball right now, but they're a team that's we know that they're good. They got that playoff experience, so that'll be their biggest test. And the Mar- and the Mariners are good as well, but I think the Padres will be their biggest test. Four games in San Diego. Um, I think it will be. They should come away from this road trip with a winning record. Obviously, they're one of the best. They're playing one of the playing like one of the best teams in baseball, but. Yeah, I see that four gamer in the middle of the of the stretch being their their toughest go. I agree, and I mean, I mean the the Padres have always been you know kind of an Achilles heel for the Brewers, um, and now with the absolute star power that they have when it comes to like Juan Soto and you Darvish on the pitching staff, Xander Bogarts their new addition, um, yeah, they they just they they got studs, and I think it'll be tough. For the Brewers, but the Brewers have shown against these Mets and the Cardinals that you know they're not a team to be messed with. And even with their youth, they don't they don't really look scared of anybody. You know, they, they don't look tentative of ace pitchers. They don't look tentative when it comes to you know swinging the bat. You know, they're not looking at strikes a lot of the time. You know, they're going down swinging or they're hitting it, and that that's what you like to see out of a young team. You know, not. not not you know folding in the face of adversity, fighting back, and they've done they've done a good job in the first couple of series, and I hope it continues. Yeah, it's almost as if one of those things where these guys are so young that they don't know 
what it's like the the slog of it they just show up bright-eyed and just they just play you know and i think that's kind of we have a team as Jonas brewers are obviously you got veteran guys still yelich and, and adamas but the young guys that you just kind of it's so simple you just show up you play you fight for your spot because i think a lot of them they know that as 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 much of a ride as has been the first week and a half it's they could very easily be sent back down. And I think that they're kind of playing with that chip on their shoulder of of earning their spot that it they don't really have much time to be to be scared of a Cy Young Cy Young Cy Young pitcher uh lineup against them. I agree. Um what do you what do you think are the Brewers chances? You know, I mean I know it's early, but take it to lock up, you know, the central division after we've had two series against division rivals in the first three series. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's early, but they, I think they have already surprised some people in terms of the ability. Cause right. I just saw today that MLB.com has some eighth in their power rankings. I had the Cardinals. So I think that they have a, I, I thought going to the season that they was going to be between them and the Cardinals, and I thought they had a solid shot. I think the Cardinals were favorites going in, but they had a as good as anyone's a shot to win the Central. And now I think that they're kind of establishing themselves as I think they could they could become the favorites once we once we get to the end of the first month of the season. Just kind of the way they've been playing and how they kind of handle handle those uh those star those star players and yeah, I think they could become favorites end of end of April. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'd like to, you know, as a fan, you'd love to see the brewers in the driver's seat, you know, after the first month of the year, especially against those, those bitter division rivals that we do have a, a real rivalry with when it comes to the Cardinals and the Cubs. Right. So, yeah. And especially in a year when people, you know, people thought the Brewers were going to take a step back and that the Brewers were going to go into like a quasi rebuild and the rebuild is turning out to be more like a retool when it comes to, you know, putting productive players out there on the field every day, every night. Right. And that's something that I've always admired about the Brewers, the way their management kind of handles their team is they, you very rarely see a full rebuild like, like the Cubs. You know, the Cubs, they're, they're trying to win the World Series. If they're not win the World Series, they rebuild. They settle for mediocrity for a couple of years before hopefully trying to get back to the playoffs. The Brewers, and, you know, they, I think part of their mindset of always being a team that's in it without going full-blown all-in or full-blown rebuild, you see some moves that, that fans kind of question, but they're always in it. There will always be a team that will be – top three in the division, which I think is is you don't really see a ton of that in baseball nowadays. I think it's very impressive. Definitely. And I mean, like you said, I think a lot of the at least what the fans talk about on social media is, you know, why aren't the brewers, you know, paying paying for these more expensive guys? And it's because of like you said, the way that the front office likes to build their team is, you know, a mixture of veterans who can produce as well as, you know, up and coming guys that they're, that they've homegrown and developed 
And the Brewers have shown clearly that they have a, a good development and farm system and have produced some good products in the MLB. Yeah. Even if the MLB pipeline doesn't rank rank the Brewers as a a top 10 farm system, I feel like they consistently will get production, at least initial production from their from their young guys. And we do have the number one prospect. Right, yeah, right. Who looking forward to him uh that opening that that debut whenever that is. That'll be a lot of fun, I think. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, how they handle Churio and Freelick and Mitchell and Weimer. You know, it's it's four outfielders and only three outfield spots. Plus, you know, we have Yelich for another, I think, three years on on, on massive money. Right. The DH opens up some spots, but yeah, it's you figure one of those is gonna eventually have to go. Yeah, or one of them is just, you know, gonna have to kind of rot in the minors or get traded, like right. you said. So yeah, but it yeah. also doesn't but it also it's weird because it doesn't seem like the Brewers front office is the type of front office to pull the trigger on a trade for one of those guys to get like a superstar. Yeah. 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 Very rarely do you see, I mean, I'm just trying to think back to times where they've really sacrificed top guys for like a, like a, a half season, you know, CC way back in 2008, but that's, that was obviously a different front office. I mean, it's uh, you don't really see much of that happen nowadays. It's a lot of the opposite. It's a lot of give up a guy to get like a stud, like a Carlos Gomez to get hater type of deal. Definitely. So I'm just looking ahead at the uh, the schedule. A lot of obviously out west, a lot of late starts. Eight forty, a couple eight forty starts. Obviously tonight's game, it's. You know, eight eight forty start. Do you have any uh any methods of staying up late? What keeps you wired when these games go to like midnight, past midnight? I mean, it'll be different this year because the I think the average game with the pitch clock is about two thirty, two forty five. But you got any uh, tips to our our huge fan base of how to stay up late for these these West Coast the West Coast swing? Yeah, I mean for the uh. For the huge fan base, I, I would definitely would suggest um energy drinks as well as um consistent meals in order to stay awake. Yeah. Right. Do you have um, a for the West Coast trips? Yeah. Do you have an energy drink that you a go to, maybe a potential potential sponsor? A go to energy drink for uh for the late nights? Um, you know, recently I've been drinking those new Gatorade fast twitches. Oh yeah. I've seen those. And I think those those are pretty good, but that's what I usually need uh use if I need to stay up super late. Nice. I'm I'm a big coffee guy. I'll I'll lean more yeah. uh lean more coffee. It's a it's an it's enough caffeine to get me through the, the later innings, but fine I can still fall asleep afterwards, which is <laughs> you know, we well, we want to stay up, but you know we don't want to stay up that late. 
All right. So, yeah, I think uh, good week. I think we got a good week coming up. Late, late week, but it should be. Uh, what are we? What's a prediction? We got games every every day this week. Three, one, two, three. Yeah, three against the Diamondbacks, four against the Padres. Seven games. Um, four and three. Four and three. Okay, I'm gonna give us a five and two. Interesting. More, more optimistic. More optimistic. Give us uh move us up to what? Twelve and twelve and four. Twelve and four entering uh the Mariners series. Yeah, and would probably be Shirley in the driver's seat for the division. Yep. Early, early driver's seat. All right, that wraps up another episode of Crew Talk. You can find us again, like I said, on Twitter. Crew Talk FFSN. You can follow Fans First Network on Twitter at Fans First Sports. You can find us anywhere we get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate, review. We've got so far five stars. Apple Podcasts, we got eight reviews, five stars. So give us a review, give us a rating, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, we love to see you guys' feedback. Yep. All right. See you.